season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated if you can rate the podcast, if you can review the, review the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Just to let you know, today's podcast is sponsored by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet! Stay cool and bet responsibly. So apologies again for no podcast on Monday. I was coming back from Philadelphia. I landed around 4 o'clock. I am back. My co-host, Mr. Eric Warnsey, is with me. Warnsey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm looking forward to hearing about the weekend in Philly. Yeah, so, I mean. so I've already talked to you a little bit about it. Eagles lost, though, of course, yeah. uh, which did suck. But oh, the weekend was a blast, man. Like It was so much fun. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better trip. I uh, did fall asleep on Sunday at 8.30 p.m., so there was no going out on Sunday. It was a long day, so uh, that that one kind of sucked, but you know what? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take back a thing. It was so much fun. Hotel was right downtown. We were in the perfect spot. Tailgate with all the people that we haven't seen in a while. Gail Saunders showed him, previous guest on the show. He held the fourth and John Tailgate. It was a blast hanging out with him. It was good to see a bunch of people getting faces to people that I hang out with on Twitter and talk to. You know, it was it was a ton of fun, man. And I'm going back every year. I said it. It's just I really hope there's no COVID crap going on next year because the COVID tests were expensive. Just COVID nineteen just kind of put a wrench in my bank account for this trip. But besides that, it was so much fun. Right on. Yeah. No. The the Snapchats and the Instagram <laughs> stories definitely looked like you guys were having yeah. a blast. And I don't blame you for falling asleep early one bit. NFL games are an absolute battle. It's an all-day mm-hmm. affair. And if you fell asleep, that means you must have been having a good time at the tailgate. Yeah, so. and the atmosphere was electric. Like, the first the first two quarters, uh, I talked to – we talked about the game with Bo Wolf on Eagles Talk with Zeke on yesterday's podcast. We're not going to talk too much about the Eagles game here. But I will say, like, the atmosphere was just electric to start. Like, the Eagles had three three and outs to, to start – or the, the opposing – four Niners had three three and outs to start. So the Eagles were dominating, like, that first – like I'd say about halfway through the second is when the kind of the wheels fell off. But like that first chunk of the game, the Eagles were playing great, really, really good football, and it, the, the crowd was just electric. It was so loud there, and it just it sucks that they end up losing. Again, talked about it on the game on the podcast yesterday, and I'm going to talk some more about it tomorrow with Thomas Pearson. But it's it, it was a crappy it was a crappy like kind of second half. Like there was not a lot to cheer about. I honestly the Jalen Rager play was like that was the that was the turning point. He's stepping out of bounds. Like if he stays in bounds, catches that ball, I think it's a completely new ball game. Uh, anyways, it, it was it was it was so much fun. But yeah, I wish the game uh, wish the game went a little different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when San Francisco had the ball to start that really long drive at the end of the second, uh, I believe it started from their three. Yeah, it was line. a ninety-seven yard drive. Yeah, 
They had the ball at the three-yard line. Until that point, the Eagles had outgained them by over 180 yards. I know. It was complete domination, but they were winning. The game was 3 nothing. Yeah, like, I know. And then... They, could, they couldn't capitalize on they, they had, they had a They had a first and goal at the three-yard line. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Yeah. Stupid Philly special call. <laughs> I don't know why he's... And we, I was saying, do you think he calls that play if he's not at home? Like, he's calling that play because he's at home trying to get the fans rallied. Look, I'm not going to kill. Trick plays look good when they work. Look terrible when they don't work. That's kind of the, the trick play, right? That's how it goes. But I will say this. I do think calling a, play, a trick play with Jalen Hurts is a bad play call because there's always someone looking at him right so right, he, it's right. like throwing the ball to him like there's always going to be a guy on him so i just i don't think the play really works with jalen hurts yeah uh, nick Foles isn't really uh <laughs> yeah. <fly> receiver threat <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that's my point but anyways game was awesome um i do have a little tidbit from the game later about the 49ers in this episode but uh I th- we got to start here there is how many there is one two three four five six seven Two and O teams. Are you ready for the list of them? Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. Just like everyone predicted, everyone predicted those four teams are going two and O. Of course, and we got the Los Angeles Rams, 49ers, and Buccaneers, who are kind of a more top tier. But crazy start, man! Like those are four teams that I did not expect to be up there, Ornzy. I agree. Right. Um, they've looked good, right? Like, uh, I mean, Las Vegas, Denver, Carolina. To me, Arizona as well, I'll throw in there. They their wins have also been impressive, right? They're not. I I wouldn't call their wins fluky by any means. Denver, I would say, has played kind of lower competition, but you got to beat the teams on your schedule. Yep. But when you're beating teams convincingly, that that's what good teams are supposed to do to bad teams. So mm-hmm. I was high on Denver coming into the year. That's one I'm not surprised about, especially considering their schedule. But the one for me that's really stuck out would be Carolina. Yeah. They. They look good. Yeah, they do. And they've kind of kept. They were a team that both of us weren't high on. Uh, I didn't have very high expectations for them because of Sam Darnold. I also have a tidbit on them later. I'm going to get into, but yeah, it's been it's been a wacky start. Like those, yeah, Cardinals, Panthers, Broncos, Raiders. No one, no one could say they predicted all those teams were going to finish four and zero. Do you have anything on last week that you want to jump into before we move on? Oh, uh, no, last week was a pretty rough week for me, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, Bears won, though, like, or betting-wise, you mean? Yeah, or betting-wise. Betting-wise, rough game. week? What'd you What'd you go? I went 2-4 and four again. Oh, back-to-back under damn it. Hundreds, but turning the page. Yeah. I'm getting doing? back on the spreads this weekend, I've decided. So, and I do have some spread takes for this week on this podcast. I was only betting uh, anytime touchdown bets. I'm going to have my units for those and like my plus, like how much money I've won and whatnot. I'm, I'm getting Jill Gallant to get me through that tomorrow. So if you're wondering how profitable I have been on them, I will find out tomorrow. I do believe I'm in the plus. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Demarcus Robinson was huge for me. And uh, I think I had Lamar Jackson one as well. I can't remember the second one, but I went two for three on Sunday Football, one for five, on, one for four on Sunday. That was a rough that was a rough go, but uh, yeah, and betting, uh, it's been off to, I guess, off to a rough start for the spreads for you, but I know you're going to bounce back. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's new card. And, yeah. But yeah, the Bears, the Bears did get the win. It was 20 to 17. I don't think that score really does tell the story of the game. I thought that they were the better team throughout. The defense, the defense showed up. They got Burrow had like three picks, right? Or yeah, something like three that? picks on three consecutive passes. Oh, crap. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> Roquan Smith took one back to the house. Oh, nice. That was great. Um, but the, no, it was a game all about the defense. The defensive mm-hmm. line dominated a really weak offensive line, which was really good to see after 
a pathetic performance week one from the D-line. They didn't Matt Stafford was untouched, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So, big one for them. And, but a big test this weekend against Cleveland. Really hoping Eddie Goldman gets back. Yeah, he'd be a huge addition. It's almost it's necessary for that Cleveland run game. If, if Eddie Goldman's not there, I'm really worried. But... Whatever. Number All right, uh, let's move on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about the Atlanta Falcons here. Uh, I, I, this team, man. Um, so I, wa- I rewatched some of this game yesterday, and I was the, the Bucks Falcons game. I couldn't believe, like, I saw the score. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check out some of this football game. So I only watched the first half. I don't know exactly what happened in the second half, but let's start with the f- first drive of the game. Atlanta Falcons have a fourth and one on their t- on the Tampa Bay 49 yard line. Arthur Smith, instead of just going for it, which should have, like ridiculously, you're not, you're not trying to go for it there. Tampa Bay, you can't give them the ball. Got to put points on the board. Tries to draw in offsides, then they punt. Okay, not being aggressive. Same kind of same same crap from the first game against the Eagles, where they kicked a field goal from the three yard line. Then the next possession, they have it on their own forty five and decide to go for it and don't get it. Like, can someone explain the consistency here? Arthur Smith is just winging this, doesn't know what he's doing, like, doesn't know how aggressive he should be. And this kills me. This, this, this one you're going to like. Cordell Patterson with 12 touches again. Like, why? I don't know what they, what is with him and Cordell Patterson. Do you know Cordell Patterson is currently on pace to have 179 touches this year? What? His career high is 85. Someone someone make this make sense. What is Arthur Smith doing in Atlanta right now? This team is a freaking disaster. I know you talked about it on the last podcast. They could, they could go 0-17. I shook it off. Look, they look terrible. This whole thing's a mess. Drafting Kyle Pitts from fourth overall instead of maybe drafting a quarterback or taking an offensive lineman. Matt Ryan looks washed. Like He look, doesn't look like a good quarterback right now. I think his career might be done. This is a tough year for Atlanta Falcons fans. I feel bad for you guys. Just one thing. I didn't say they would go zero and seventeen. Yo, you said they would be a little close to last. I Sorry, said that yeah. they would draft first okay. overall. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm done with the zero and seventeen <laughs> predictions after what Houston <laughs> one failed week one. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm done with the zero and seventeen predictions. <coughs> but yeah, it's an absolute disaster over there. I've ne- their offensive line is pathetic. Like Matt Ryan is getting hit almost every play, and he's not a mobile guy. No, right? he's. He's not looking at his receivers downfield because he's always he's looking down quickly because he feels the pressure. It's ugly. Two pick sixes, I believe one was tipped, wasn't really his fault, but Matt, Sa- Matt Ryan is he's declining. He looks bad. He doesn't yeah. look like a, he doesn't look like even just from the guy from last year. Like he doesn't look right. He looks messed up. Yeah. Like I don't know what like Arthur Smith. Like I had faith in this guy. This guy looked great as an offensive coordinator for two years in Tennessee. Like ran the best. Like literally the best two offenses in the last two years was the Tennessee Titans 2019, 20, Tennessee Titans 2018. Those were the best offenses in football. And he can't even run an offense right now. He doesn't like he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing coaching wise. Looks like he's just like it looks like he's winging it. Like it looks unorganized. It looks bad. Yeah. No. He's got. It. He's got a look of a coordinator. Right yes, um, exactly. I've been a, I know you're the coaching decision fourth down guy. Did yep. you see what happened in the Houston Texans game with David Culley? I did not. No. Okay, they had they had third and fifteen around midfield. They gained thirteen yards. It was fourth and two on the play though. There was an offside call, so they could have either selected third and ten or fourth and two. Okay, what, what would you have done? Fourth and two. And then I would have gone for it. They did 
fourth and two, and then, and then he punted. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, Coley, my man. I, I, I hyped you up all offseason. You do that crap? I don't know. I couldn't believe it. I, as soon as I, I, I wasn't watching the Texans game, not going to lie. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to go. That would drive me insane if I was a Texans fan. Yeah, like, I feel like I need to. I feel like I actually need to keep track of the coaching just fourth down calls. Like, and like, like it's like, perfect example. The Baltimore Ravens the other night, fourth and one. Who would you rather have the? Who would you rather go against? Lamar Jackson, fourth and one. We win the game, or Patrick Mahomes? We have to stop him. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like they made the right call. That was put the football in the best player on your team's hand. Give me a yard. Ball game over. Like that was a beautiful coach. That was pin perfect. Perfect coaching. It was, yeah. but also I think that decision is a hundred times easier when it's Patrick Mahomes on the Agreed, other side. and when you have Lamar Jackson as yeah. a quarterback, but uh, it's just that shouldn't be, like it, it should be imprinted in every coach's brain. Like do that play, trust your team to get a freaking yard, trust your team. Aggressive, yeah. an aggressive philosophy will, should rub off on your team, right? Exactly. If you're conservative, that's also going to rub off on your team. You don't want your team to be conservative, so. I agree being aggressive is not especially with how offense is training in the NFL. It's like you got you better be putting up thirty points if mm-hmm. you want to win nowadays. Like exactly. The days of winning fourteen ten are over. Exactly. When you have short fourth downs, go for it. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Punting from anywhere from the forties and the forties. Anytime you pass a forty yard line, in my opinion, if you have fourth and one, you're going for it. All hundred percent right. of the damn time. That's yeah. how I maybe okay, there's some situations where maybe you wouldn't like a penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like ninety five percent of the time, if you are a pass your forty yard line and you have fourth and one, I'll even maybe throw fourth and two in there if you're in the opponent's territory. Past that ten yard uh, march from Mac, uh, ten yard spot from your forty to their fifty, you go for it, and it's proven it this year so far. The aggressive coaches have won, and it's been it's worked well. All right, you got something on the Pittsburgh Steelers that I'm interested to hear about. Yeah, <laughs> I just I've watching the Steelers this year. I would I would love to have a Steelers opinion on this because I know Ben Roethlisberger is like their. He's bring, brought them two Super Bowls. He's like, a hero in Pittsburgh. Exactly. He's a legend. Yeah. How can you guys be watching this guy out on the field? <laughs> like, he, I actually think Ben Roethlisberger, if you did quarterback power rankings, he would be number 32 right now. He's immo- so immobile. He cannot move whatsoever. He has no arm strength. He can't throw the ball over 20 yards. He's not healthy. How is this guy still on the field? He's you're waste the Steelers are wasting an incredibly talented defense. And key pieces on that defense and Cam Hayward and Joe Hayden are getting older. To be using Ben Roethlisberger right now when there's clear upgrades, I think, in Cam Newton, and I would even say Mason Rudolph. Or Dwayne Haskins might be an upgrade at this point. Right? Dwayne Haskins looked pretty good in, in preseason. I'll say that. I'll put it this way. They can't be downgrades. Yeah. Big Ben is bringing nothing to the table right now. Nothing. And I understand that he's an absolute legend. So benching him may be, may be coming from ownership that you cannot bench this guy. Yeah. But this team has no chance going forward of competing against the top tier teams in the NFL, in my opinion, with 
Big Ben as a quarterback. So I was looking at his stats right now. Like, the Buffalo game was really bad. Like, I, I remember he didn't play well. And I'm taking a look even, like, deeper. Like, 5.8 yards per attempt is ugly. 18-32 for a, for a touchdown. 56% completion percentage. Even last yeah. game. Last game with a big, big fat interception. 7 yards per attempt. PFF has him as the 32nd-ranked quarterback. Uh, only worse is just Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Like, it looks like the analytics are agreeing with you here, too. The eye test is <laughs> yeah. worse, though. Like, anytime he throws a ball over 10 yards, you're just holding your breath. You're like, yeah. oh, my. But I am I would love to know a Steelers fan opinion on it because I know he's a legend there. But you can't you can't keep trotting him out there. It's almost it's going to tarnish his legacy. Like, we called this before. Yeah. Again, this is part of the reason why I thought the Steelers were not going to be a good football team this year is because of their quarterback position. This is like he's 17th in DVOA too. DVOA quarterbacks can be finicky. But, yeah, like he's not having a good start. Pittsburgh Steelers defense looks great so far. They didn't play very well. I didn't I, I didn't watch a snap, a snap of that game, but it doesn't look like they played too well against Vegas. Is that so correct? TJ Watt got hurt oh. um, and then didn't play the second half. That's when oh, Vegas, so was, Vegas only had 26 points. I thought it was worse than that. Yeah, but no, they, the story of the game was Pittsburgh's offense doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Their defense held them in as long as they could. And then when your offense is giving you nothing, defense can only do so much. And I mean it. It be, they beat Buffalo somehow. Looking back on it, yeah. wow. Well, the Steelers defense dominated that game. And, yeah. like, another – I'm looking again. Like, third, the Steelers had 39 rushing yards yeah. in that entire game. Yeah. Najee Harris, 10 carries, 38 yards. Yeah. Like, I – I don't know what Pittsburgh is doing right now, to be honest. Like, <laughs> they're, in mo- they're in no man's land. They're, they're an organization completely stuck in, in quicksand. Yeah, but I'm I'm fading Pittsburgh going forward as long as Big Ben's there. I, it's ugly. It's hard to watch because mm-hmm. I, I, I like Big Ben. I, I like his style. Like, I'm a chubbier guy. Yeah. How I see Big Ben. No, exactly. That's why I kind of, like, I kind of, until all the, like, he doesn't seem like the nicest guy anymore. Um, That's the problem. But I do agree. Like, he kind of had that, he kind of had a swagger to him that you would fall to when we were growing up. Um, But, yeah, it sucks seeing, he's literally diminishing, disintegrating is the right word, in front of our eyes. Yeah, and... I mean, he's still collecting those checks. Yeah. CTC, cashing them checks. Yeah. All right. So let's go with what we're watching first. What we're watching. Uh, This is a segment where me and Eric kind of explain what we are looking forward to, what has caught our eye, and what we're kind of paying attention to going forward. Before that, tell us about Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist grooming, want you to shave your pews with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find their brand new lawnmower, weed whacker, ear ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag get 20 percent off and free shipping with code doink at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code doink all right what are you looking for all right what we're watching uh this is going to be kind of a double take here kansas city chiefs defense ladies and gentlemen do we have any idea how bad they've been so far have you taken a look at the numbers do you want me to, are you want me to get into this? I saw, the, I, I saw Lamar Jackson <laughs> slice one pretty good. I, I haven't looked at any. So I was I dove into the Chansey Chiefs defense numbers today because I saw the scores. I'm like, how bad is this? And it's as again two two game sample size still early, but I don't think you could get off to a worse start if you're the Chiefs defense here. 
31st in DVOA, dead last in rushing DVOA, 404 rushing yards allowed in two games, Warnsy. That is 79 more than the next team. They are dead last by 79 yards on the ground. They are dead last in yards per game, 27th in points per game, 20th in passing yards per game. This defense is struggling mightily right now. It's cost them games. It cost them that game on Sunday Night Football. That game, should they were they should have won. There was no reason. You're up 13 points going into the fourth quarter. You should be winning every football game. You're up by at least 10 points going into the fourth. No excuses there. I'm curious to see how long this lasts. And look, they got the LA Chargers coming to town here. Uh, I, I think this Chargers offense has a great chance of putting up points. Spread is six and a half. There's been one bet I've locked in on Cool Bet already. Chargers plus six and a half. I'm thinking about sprinkling them on money line next weekend, man. That's like I, I don't have faith. I don't know if you how you can have faith in this Chiefs defense right now. It, it's ugly. Like these numbers are so bad. And I get like, those are just some numbers I listed. I could have kept going, but like as of right now, like it is not pretty. I thought the Chargers were going to slice up to the That's Cowboys true. That's true. Last weekend. Yeah. Dude, the double dog parlay, yeah, it did not. Me, um, yeah. Last weekend because the Chargers committed 12 penalties. That was a big problem. I did hear that, so yeah. So I would be cautious of that money line bet. I do like the plus six and a half, though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to that Chiefs defense. That is. That's been a storyline for a couple of years now, the run the, defense. It yeah. hasn't been this bad. Yeah, exactly. But the story, uh, or the I guess the playbook on beating the Chiefs would be run the ball, keep Mahomes on on the bench. Mm-hmm. They also did play Cleveland, one of the better running teams in the league. They also just did play Lamar Jackson. So, like, uh, I'm not exactly again. Yeah, point. they played maybe the two best run yeah. offenses in the AFC. Yes, so like we can't crush them too much, but like those numbers just popped out of my eyes. I could not believe how how uh, how bad analytically they they've looked and the eye test, like you said, they've looked as well. Right, but that's why this is a good test this weekend against. The Chargers team at home division game. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they bounce. Raiders are two and zero. You got to keep up with them. Yeah, Another thing too. The yeah, exactly. There you go. That AFC West man is popping right now. Yeah, so I, that's definitely a game I'll be having my eyes yep. on. Um, something I'm watching for. I'll keep it in the same um, same idea, and it's a defense. I want to see this Washington football team defense because I'm worried about it. Mm-hmm. We just said Kansas City. Their defense. They've played two elite offenses in the AFC. Washington, in my opinion, they haven't really been playing big-time offenses, and their defense is not producing. Chase Young, I'm calling. Where where are you? Where are you, bud? Haven't seen haven't seen Chase Young and that defensive line yet this year. William Jackson, the big price cornerback, has struggled mightily. Landon Collins looks like he's carrying a piano. Both, on his back. <laughs> both Landon Collins, William Jackson. There's been some highlights you've seen on Twitter, just some of their blown coverages. They're not in sync. The whole secondary has been everything. I agree with you. It's been a bad defensive performance all all around. Yeah, so I, that's what I I need to watch this defense and see if they're what we thought they were, right? Because this was a unit everybody kind of said top five, like top ten minimum, top five potential. And right now they're looking like a bottom ten unit. They they Daniel Jones put up twenty nine on him last week. Like that that can't be happening if Washington wants to win the NFC East. Chase Young six tackles, two TFLs, zero sacks. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a good start. Wasn't he yeah. defensive player of the year award too? He was. <laughs> you got to step up for him. Come on, yeah. Chase. Warnsy's put Warnsy's over there putting his name on the line for you, and you're not producing. Yeah. All right, uh, what else am I watching? Uh, I am 
Teddy Bridgewater, that's who I'm watching. Have you taken a look at his stats so oh, far this yeah. year? This guy's on a freaking roll. He, Teddy Bridgewater is fifth in DVOA as a quarterback, eighth PFF grade, second in QBR, has not turned the ball over. This Denver Broncos offense is rocking. He looks good, too, like the eye test matches. He's zinging the ball around. I'm really curious to see if Denver can kind of keep this up. They're 2-0. I'm not as impressed with their win against Jacksonville. I think they only put up, like, what, 26 points against the Jags defense. Jags defense is bad, but just in general, like, he's playing really well, Exceeding expectations by a mile. I did not see this coming. He's a guy I love to root for, too. Teddy Two Gloves is a guy that just a very likable dude around the NFL. So I'm really curious to see if he can keep this up. And the Denver Broncos are playing. I completely forget. I had it written in my notes here. The New York Jets. Uh, so... Can you keep it up against the Jets? It's been a light, it's been a, like a light schedule for them to start, but uh, it's been impressive, and I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a cool storyline going forward. Yeah, Denver's a team I'm on this year. Mm-hmm. I took their over, so I'll be I'll be rooting on uh, Teddy Two Gloves all year. Mm-hmm. A little pretty disappointing news out of Denver today, though. Bradley Chubb going on ankle IR. surgery, right? Yeah, I mean the reason I was so hyped on Denver was the pair of edge rushers finally getting on the field together, and it's not even going to happen. Yeah. But both sides of the ball, Denver's looking good. Looking forward to seeing them this year. All right, what are we watching here? Last one. Last one. What am I watching? I'm still watching Mike McCarthy. I can't get enough <laughs> of this guy. We just talked about. So what? Coach. So before you get, what? Can you explain to me what happened? Like, so he didn't. He settled for a 56-yard field goal. Is that kind of what happened? Yes, they they had the ball around say the 45 of the Chargers. Okay. 30, 40 seconds left. One timeout. They call a running play. <laughs> Get up to the line. Nothing happens. They just they don't know if they should call the timeout, run a play, whatever, do something. No idea. Time runs all the way out. They use their timeout and they kick a fifty. So Greg yard Greg the leg saved his ass, saved, basically. Exactly. Yeah. But also, this is another game. Dallas played a team, the Chargers, who committed twelve penalties and two turnovers. Game one against Tampa, they committed four turnovers, ten penalties. Mike McCarthy, if the had the if the Dallas Cowboys are on point ready, they're two and zero right now and looking dominant and looking like the best team in the NFC East without a question. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is holding this team back like yeah. heavily. He's the heavily. worst coach in football. I agree. Yeah. I can't wait for this Monday nighter. Yeah, I, I think it's actually. <laughs> I can't be, either. I think it's going to be a good game versus the Eagles. Like the mm-hmm. NFC East is up for grabs. It is again. wide open. And okay, I don't. I think Dallas's defense was somewhat impressive. I I think it was just like Justin Herbert hits that red no. zone touchdown. Like Dallas' like, defense was not impressive. Like somewhat, like. But my point is, like that red zone turnover was it. Herbert yeah. doesn't throw that red zone pick. It's ball game. It's like too bad. Yeah, picks. exactly. So like you can't. And again, you, you like you said, you're, you're, you you got to take advantage of this stuff. And Greg DeLegs, like saving your ass here with a 56 yard freaking field goal. Yeah. So yeah, th- 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 this stuff this stuff comes and bites you later on in the year. This stuff doesn't roll over. You can't just keep doing this kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's what I think. So I'm watching him, seeing what the next gaff will be on Monday night. <laughs> I hope there is one. All right, Warrenzy, the next segment. Let's chill out. Let's chill out, Warrenzy, on the San Francisco 49ers. Can someone explain to me why everyone thinks this is a contending football team right now? Can someone like I'm looking at? I was looking at power rankings today. I think the Athletic had them at fourth. Uh, Nick Wright had them as like the third ranked contender on first things first this morning. Can someone explain to me what? they're watching because I'll tell you what I'm watching I'm watching Jimmy Garoppolo being one of the worst quarterbacks in football right now and I, without him playing well I don't see how this team succeeds they should not have won that football game against the Eagles the Eagles in my opinion were the better football team for all 48 minutes yes there were some there were some di- like different um 
There were some like bad plays to the Eagles, like the Rager miss. Like the Rager miss hits, that's ball game. Devonta Smith had a deep pass, Hurts didn't hit that, didn't hit that play, but he was open. Miss field goal, block field goal. The Eagles were at fourth or first in goal at the three, could not punch it in. Like the Eagles outplayed them. The long 49ers drives happened. Yes, the Eagles are going to give those up during games, but the 49ers got lucky. They should be one and one right now. Jimmy, look at these stats from Jimmy Garoppolo that I pulled up today. The average distance on his pass um, passes during week two were 3.6 yards past the line of scrimmage. That was dead last in the NFL. Gets worse. He finished 26 of 31 quarterbacks in routine throws. So it's not like he was just throwing the ball short. He wasn't good at throwing the ball short. He's not playing good football right now. This whole offense looks weird. It looks off. I got something looks wrong with it. No Brandon Ayuk. What's happening there? Like first round pick from last year. I, I don't think this is a good football team right now. Could they be get, get better later? Maybe. But as of right now, I don't really get the hype. I think they're good. <laughs> I think they're a good football team. I have them as a playoff team. But I agree they might be getting an overhyped a little. I really am looking forward to seeing them play Green, Green Bay. Bay. It's going to be a great this, game. This weekend on Sunday Night Football, it's going to be a great game because that's going to test their secondary. Mm. I think their secondary is a lot weaker than people think, a lot. And Jalen Hurts didn't take advantage of that this week. No. Looking forward to hearing what Pete Thomas has to say yeah. about that because they – what. Um, did they attack? No, the they they tr- they tried. The wide receivers didn't play a very good football game. That yeah. was kind of the one big thing I took. The young wide receivers struggled, and you know what? Like Josh Norman played a hell of a game. Like that guy is a veteran. Yeah, right like, off he, the he, yeah, like yeah, right off the streets. And like, you know what? It, it, that's that stuff can happen. I also didn't think Sirianni's game plan was very good. I, I think he could have. I think he could have kind of took more. Like shorter, shorter throws kind of helped Hurts out a little bit. It was just, it just wasn't their day. Shit, shit did not happen. Like the miss, like the block field goal, yeah. the Rager stepping out of bounds. Like the Rager stepping out of bounds play was the killer for me. Like if that hits, it's the game over. I just, the thing with the 49ers, like I just don't know what they've shown to like, yes, they're 2 0, but like what have they shown that's been elite? Like Nick Bosa hasn't been playing all that great. He didn't have a very good game last week. Jordan Mailata kind of shut him down. Well, like, my, my opinions. Good teams find ways to win when they don't That's play their true. Best. That's true. They didn't play their best uh, on Sunday in a hostile environment on the road it's and true. came away with a win. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not I'm not trying to discredit their win. I'm trying to discredit why people think that they're a top four NFL team right now. I can yeah, like I don't think yeah. I don't think they're a top four team. All right, Warren D, let's chill out. Who you got? Alright. This is uh this Twitter is a, this nugget is from Twitter courtesy of Rick Gosselin. Through 17 weeks in 2020, there was never a weekend when 200 penalties were assessed. This season, there in week one, 214 penalties. In week two, 221. Oh, man. NFL officials need to chill out. <laughs> Stop throwing Hear that flags. NFL officiating. Let's chill out here, okay? Stop throwing so many flags. Yeah. Like, that, I don't know if, that sucks. That's really dust. I did I, not know that. I don't know if... The crowd being there is causing more false starts. That maybe could be a factor. I don't know, but too many, too many times I'm seeing a play, and every time I'm just looking to see if that flag icon uh, pops up. Chill out, NFL refs. <laughs> I like that a lot. I did not know that. That's a good nugget right there. Hear that, refs? You guys need to chill the hell out. All right, last one. Let's chill out. This one might be controversial to you and to everyone else, but I don't give a damn. Carolina Panthers. We need to chill out on them, all right? Like they're two and zero, but let's pump the damn brakes here. Yes, they're first in DVOA and DVO defense, but they played the New York Jets. They only beat the Jets nineteen to fourteen. 
didn't look that great in the second half. They looked good in the first half. The, the, the defensive performance against the Saints was really impressive, but the offensive performance, not so much. Jim Darnold, again, had a really bad interception. Uh, the, I think the offense is going to get figured out pretty soon. Like the, He has the most separation on his throws to his wide receivers in the NFL. It's not even close right now. I don't think that's very sustainable. I think that's going to kind of come back down to earth. Only 19 points against Inchens, like I said. He had a bad interception. A lot of his passes, again, to wide-open guys. He's only 15th in P PFF grade. The offense as a, to as a, as a whole is 17th in, in DVOA. He's only 13th. They haven't played a really good pass rush yet. I am not buying the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to go as far as I'm taking the Houston Texans plus 8 on Thursday Night Football. Uh, them on the road, like I, I don't get why they're an eight-point road favorite. Like, Davis Mills, yeah, but still, him? yeah, still, yeah, he actually didn't look too. Davis Mills looks like he did throw a touchdown pass. He can't yeah. throw the ball deep. Okay, well, there. I don't. Again, I just I think we need to calm the brakes on this team. All the no one, if you're an expert, no, I didn't have to make the playoffs. I know you didn't have to make the playoffs. Many people didn't have to make the playoffs just because they won two games to start the year. Let's pump the brakes. Let's chill out. Yeah, I I am really looking forward to this Thursday night football game, which might sound weird considering it's Carolina-Houston. And the reason is Carolina coming off a big division win, convincing, now going to play a Houston team favored by eight. That would be so easy. This is a letdown spot written all over. Exactly, yes. I, I think see, it's going to happen. I want to see if Matt Rule can have these guys motivated. If they come out and stomp on Houston. Then uh, I will I will yeah. eat this. What I, Everything I wanna, I'm saying, I'm eating. I think Matt Rule is legit as a head coach. I do too. I think that they're going to come out focused and look good. I think this defense is legit. You were the guy that was high on Brian Burns. He looks yeah, every he, he's, he looks he looks awesome right now. Like I, I just I think it's more the offense I'm trying to rip more than the defense. I think the defense looks great. They have a lot of young talent. Like I think this team has a wild card potential, but like I don't think they're running away with the NFC South. Like there's the the airwaves, the radio, the the shows I was watching YouTube today. Everyone's just like all over this team. It's like let's take a chill pill. Sam Darnold's been like the worst quarterback in football the last two years. He had two okay games. He didn't look that great last week. Yeah. Like it was a defense that put them. That scored the most points like it wasn't really darnold so uh i just i i'm i'm really curious because i i think like you said i think this is a huge letdown spot and i could see the part the panthers might win but I, I don't think they're gonna win by more than eight points yeah i'm not touching spread on this yeah. game uh i might sprinkle on the under but probably a night off for me i don't like this line mm -hmm. i'm just looking forward to seeing if the panthers are locked in on a short week after mm -hmm. a big emotional win that would speak volumes to me I'm also actually really looking forward to the second half of this game. If the Panthers get out to a big lead, I think it could be big-time uh, prop action for our boy Chuba Hubbard. Oh, yeah. It's a short week. If they're up big, that might mean an uh, rest McCaffrey. I could okay. see Hubbard getting into the uh, okay. end zone. Maybe a little anytime Canadian. touchdown. Anytime touchdown bet on Chuba What is Hubbard. he looking at right That's now? That's what I'm going to be looking Chuba at. Chuba Hubbard is plus 450 on anytime touchdowns. Uh, but before we jump into Thursday night game, you got one more. Let's chill out. Oh, yeah. Uh, my last let's chill out. Um, there was a quote today from Matt Nagy where he said, when Andy is healthy, he'll be our starter. <laughs> I sent you that quote today. I know, and everybody on Twitter freaked out. Yeah. Like, come on, do you actually believe that? Like, uh, hey, what do you well, what are you to trust him what he's done so far? He's like, he's made no, wrong decision after wrong decision already. He's not, like... Andy Dalton got hurt and lost his job. He's not going to come out and say, "Oh yeah, we were just waiting for, uh, we were just waiting for Andy to go down." <laughs> okay, that's like point. chill out. Like, he had to say that. Like people yeah. are looking way too deep into that. Fields is the starter. He's going to 
be fine. Yeah. And Andy Dalton will be the backup when he comes it back. It would be there. really, really, really disappointing if they go back to Andy Dalton at any point during the year. Like, this should be Justin Fields' team from here to the end of the season. Agreed. And I, I can't imagine it not going that way. So yeah. everybody needs to chill out. Like, gotcha. Okay. And again, in week seven or eight, we're going to look back like, how much did we talk about Andy Dalton? What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, you like, did. What I've been saying <laughs> from the start. That, like, is, that, is, that is very true. All right, yeah, Thursday Night Football. So I am all over Texans. It was plus eight and a half when I wrote my article um, that was posted last night, National Football Post. Make sure to check that out. But it's now eight. I should have locked in eight and a half. I'm going to probably lock in eight tonight because I don't want it to go down to seven and a half. Um, I like that spread. I'm taking that. It's my first spread bet of the year. So hopefully I start off one and oh. Anytime touchdowns, I like D. I'm going to go. I'll read the cool. No, I'll, I'll stick with my article. This the article is via DraftKings that I use for National Football Post. But Cool Bet has a little bit of better odds. Um, the ones I wrote for my article, I have DJ Moore plus 110. He's been great so far. He's been a target machine. He's been their number one wide receiver. Robbie Anderson has basically only had like four targets. He had the one big touchdown. He's been kind of invisible. It's basically been the DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey show. So get plus odds with him. I think it's worth it. Brandon Cooks plus 200. I like that. He's been basically the Texans only offensive player. He had like a he had like 13 targets last last week. Like nine catches. He's been great. Long shot. Sam Darnold sneaking that bad boy in for plus 310. I think it's going to be like a low scoring 21-16, 21-14 kind of stinky game. But I think the Texans have a very good chance of covering that spread. I don't think the Panthers are going to go into Houston and steamroll them. Yeah, I agree with the potential of low scoring. That's why the only if I do end up placing anything on this game, it would be on the under. Oh yeah, and life's that's too short. Because I'm sorry, I could <laughs> see, I could see Davis Mills coming out and putting up, not getting into the end zone straight up. He, he did not look good, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in his limited action week one, and then to throw in a short week on top of it for a rookie starter who has no business even being drafted in the third round in my opinion like that was a reach by the Texans to begin with Mm -hmm. he doesn't have NFL arm strength and I expect Carolina a team that went out and purposely drafted a cover corner and brought in AJ Bouye a cover corner who wants to play more man coverage this week I think that they're going to stack the box take Take away David Johnson. Whoa, watch out. <laughs> Their running back room still kills yeah. me. <laughs> it's such a, such a mess. Just four veterans. Like, come on. I expect it to be a low-scoring game. I wouldn't touch the spread. So if you're looking about the spread, lean with Deeg. But I'm on the under. I like, last last point before we go, I like Tim Kelly. I like their offensive coordinator. I think he does interesting stuff. The Texas offense, I know it's Tyrod Taylor. It's a different quarterback. Um, but I think a lot of it can be trans- translated to what uh, to Davis Mills. Like they run this pistol offense. Have you seen that the the offense that Tim Kelly's running Houston? Like they're running like a retro pistol offense. I think it's pretty cool. Like I, I just I like what they're doing on offense. So I think they can scheme up enough to kind of get some points on the board for Mills. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow I'll be back with Thomas Peterson breaking down the Eagles film from the 49ers game, and then we're going to be looking ahead to Monday Night Football. Eric will be back on Friday with Warnsy's. Weekend wagers with Ziad looking for a little rebound. I think Ziad had a big week, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ziad had a big yeah. week. What did he go? It was like six and one or something like that. I saw him on Twitter. Like, yeah. He had five one. He didn't oh, yeah. go on the record on the show on Ravens Moneyline, but oh, he did okay. end up doing it last minute. What bet with his heart and he got rewarded. So they'll be back on uh Friday for that. So make sure you tune into that and we'll talk to you later.